1: Welcome, once again, to 8 Came from the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me uh, via social distancing and, I guess, uh, Zoom, because we're doing this via Zoom. Thank you, of uh, the courtesy of uh, the East Middle Public Library, for our 32nd live show in front of a studio audience that is live. Say hi to our studio audience. Can we hear them? Yeah. Hey, we it got- Hey. What?
2: Yay, all right. We need hey. help, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we need serious help. I am cooped up in your apartment way too long.
1: I am here with our very own Pronto Comics Dominic Definition Masterano.
2: Hello, fun seekers! (laughs) I have to use it because Charlie's not here.
1: We are here with our newest co-host from the Life with Jenner G, Jen Elise Feldy
3: hi you're on my instagram live
2: she's not officially a co-host because we haven't put her through the rite of initiation yet
3: oh oh. oh. you
1: see you haven't been listening to the show but uh she's actually going to have a new tier on the patreon she's going to be twenty thousand dollars
2: well listen that's that's appropriate (laughs) no one wants to spend ten thousand on me for a night but twenty thousand
1: that's plausible (laughs) it's not just a night that's that's completely different thing It's a, it's a, we haven't figured out what it's going to be yet, but um, when the apocalypse is over, maybe she will take uh, anybody to what, the best comic book stores in uh, New York and uh, the best bars, right?
2: Well, no, I can do that. I honestly don't think Jen knows where any one of the comic book stores in the city are. He's
3: well, maybe right.
1: it'll, it'll be a twofer. The two of you will, will take them out. We'll do I that. We can
3: help them with their health if they don't feel good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you that, you
1: works. that works. Lifetime. Yeah, I'd actually,
3: actually help some coronavirus patients during this time get better. Oh, yeah. Good job. There you go. And
1: we have our uh, special guest who we're going to be talking to, with, and about. It is MCON's event coordinator for the 10th anniversary of MCON. We have Kelly Gordon. Hey,
0: everyone. How are you guys doing today? Hope everybody's safe and healthy.
1: But before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. Oh God! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of uh, celebrating over 25 years of pop culture and this and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Um, hopefully they'll have their next convention up and running sooner or later. But I uh, keep uh, paying attention to our show and the, uh, the website for more information. And I uh, also want to give a shout-out for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award winning director Jarrell, not award winning award winning director Jarrell, two sentence horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, and New Father, Shadow Rabbit Art. If you want to have your own little shout out, go to www.patreon.com. So just for a dollar a month, you can uh, get your own little shout out on our show. So let's start off with the news. As always, we start off with the sad news.
2: Wait, wait, where's the Morphin' Time sound?
1: Yeah, I don't have that ready. <laughs> No, I don't you have
2: literally nothing to do but prepare for
1: this show. Oh, see the problem is, <laughs> being being my non-technical self, is that the uh, the link didn't work, and then when I tried to save it, it uh, had to a re- a, a repeat it over, so oh, it wasn't oh God. wasn't working. Oh, but God. if you want, if you want, I will do this. Let's see where is it? Da-da-da-da. There you go. It's more than time. Sad news. Who died? Uh, a lot of people died. Um, yeah. <laughs> legendary Ortis, Ortis. Ortis? Ortis? Morris Mort Drucker uh, died recently. Uh, as of this recording, uh, no cause of death has been released. Mort perhaps was best known for a contributor of over 55 years in Mad Magazine, where he specialized in satires on a leading in feature films and television series with the time of his on-spot caricatures. Huh. Um huh no uh i made a mistake that's why
2: yeah you made a mistake <laughs> you made a mistake yeah, this is
1: what happens when uh i'm doing stuff on the on uh the, on the, on the mark you just You're you
2: ready? just prove how working from home is so inefficient
1: <laughs> not for me it's just really really not good you, you had
2: right. a whole week actually no you've had a whole uh, month to prepare for this moment
1: i had it ready but then i didn't have it ready anyway because i was We're having difficulty
3: mistakes. it's okay all
1: right Sad news. Actor Rick May died recently of the coronavirus. While Rick was an accomplished stage actor, he perhaps is best known for providing the voice of Peppy Hare of the Star Fox video games series. Um, he always says "doorbar roll." That was what he was most famous for. Uh, in addition to Peppy, Rick voiced characters in such video games as Sly Three, Honor Among Thieves, Train- Team Fortress Two, Age of Empires Two, Freddy Fish Five, and Pajama Sam Two, just to name a few.
2: Or classics.
1: Yes, he was a spry in 79. So, you guys are video game fans? You know Star
2: Fox? Uh, nope. No, wait, Star Fox. Didn't that come out in the 90s and it was like basically Star Wars with like anapomorphic animals?
1: Yes, so he was a rabbit.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I had played that. I had played that. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was a good He's game. A, he was a
1: rabbit? I thought he was a fox. No, the, that pe-
0: so the Peppy, game was Star Peppy Fox. Was,
2: yes.
1: Peppy was a rabbit. You but are he familiar voiced with the a rabbit. Song? You familiar with uh, the rabbit, uh, Jennifer? Okay. <laughs> Don't keep on moving. He it's was a radio
2: a, show. You have to speak. It helps.
1: <laughs> he was a, a, a spry 79. Now. <laughs> All right. Moving on to more sad news. Here we go. Legendary artist Mort Drucker also died recently as the recording. See how it sounds better this way? Um, No (laughs) cause of death has been released. Mort Prass was best known for contributing over 55 years in Mad Magazine, where he specialized in satires on a leading fiction films and television series of the time, with his spot on caricatures. Um, Of note... Mort, uh, at times, drew covers for Time Magazine, which is now in the collection of the National Portrait Gallery. He was recognized for his work with the National Cartoonist Society Special Features Award and inducted into the Society's Hall of Fame. Mort, when asked about his career, was quoted as saying, I just wanted to be an artist, to get paid to draw anything, and only started focusing on caricature work because I started getting more assignments. That's when I really found my calling. I try to capture the essence of a person, not just facial features. I discovered through the years of working and capturing a humorous likeness that is not just the features themselves, as much as the space between the features. We all have two eyes, a nose, mouth, hair, jaw lines, but we all look different. That's what makes it so about the space in between them. Um, you guys, Mad Magazine fans?
3: Yeah. Space between. That's the fabric of our lives right now. The space between. That's what's happening.
1: Yes. So it's very it's- sad,
3: too, because uh, Mad Magazine satires. Perhaps more truthful than mainstream media right now, so that's a big loss.
1: Scathing.
2: Um, <laughs> She's. I, I think we got a trumper.
1: Dominic, uh, you're a Mad yeah. Magazine fan.
2: I never got into Mad Magazine.
3: What's up with the attitude?
2: <laughs> I, I, I just into the attitude? never got. Do- into Dominic
1: Mad is uh, is in the corner, so he's 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 reaching out. It's his first time in the real Didn't world.
2: Did Mad Magazine like go under?
1: Um, we reported that Mad Magazine stopped making new Mad Magazine uh, magazines <laughs> recently. So. It's still, the company, is, I think, is owned by Warner Brothers or something.
2: Yeah. No, they stopped
1: making new magazines.: It's movies. not owned
2: by Disney. It's owned by Warner Brothers.
1: Yeah. but right, um, Basically. But his stuff was great. I was a huge fan of Mad Magazine, and just seeing the, the caricatures of the movie parodies and the satire was great. So it is, it is sad. Um, he was a, a, a spry, 91.
2: Now that's spry. 79 is just approaching spry.
1: Even more sad news moving along and this is oh the final bit of sad news actor Daniel Goldman also died recently uh, Danny appeared in such films and TV shows as that girl M.A.S.H., Room, 20, Room 222, The Partridge Family, Love American Style, Needles and Pins, Columbo, Young Frankenstein, Beretta, Chico and the Man, Holy Moses, Busting Loose, Mickey Splain Smite Camera, Tunnel Vision, Get Smart Again, Mad Max, not Mighty Max, not Mad Max, King of Queens and Criminal Minds just to name a few of course, Danny. For me, most memorable role was that of Brainy Smurf on the animated uh, series *The Smurfs*, which ran from 1981 to 1989. He reprised the role of Brainy in numerous episodes of the television show *Robot Chicken*, only missing one appearance, which was *The House of Smurfs* in that series. Um, Smurfs fan? Yep, I'm I mean, definitely how, a Smurf fan.
2: How could you not have been a Smurf fan when you were a kid?
1: It was the best.
2: I know, although I still don't understand like, what Gargamel wanted to eat them.
1: Well, he yeah. wanted to eat them, and then he also wanted to turn them into gold.
2: It, that wasn't really clear
1: so much. I always switch back back yeah. and forth, back and forth throughout the seasons. <laughs> yeah, because he can turn them into like, powder, and it was like, great seasoning. I was, as, as we mentioned before in the live shows, I'm a huge Smurf fan. So yeah, he, it, it, he wanted it for both reasons, because they were tasty, and he can use them for other stuff. Uh, Jennifer, Smurf fan? <laughs>
3: Yeah, when I was
1: younger. So you remember, Brainy, he was one with the glasses. He was like, Papa Smurf, always said yeah. that. Yeah, Yeah, that
3: I remember. That That's classic.
1: You
0: know, okay. I
3: mean, was the one. How did I know that?
1: Here's <laughs> a question
0: for you, Mark. Remember Gargamel had to create Smurfette?
1: Yes, Gargamel
0: had yeah. a Smurfette. They always say that there was never, ever female Smurfs. Right. So they recon, and we're you know, at, the, at the end of the season – where did Grandma Smurf come from?
1: Exactly. That's exactly, that is exactly right. So there was Smurfette, which was created by Gargamel, and right. then Sassette which was also created by Gargamel because uh, right. Smurfette wanted a friend. And then that last season when they introduced Grandpa Smurf and Nanny Smurf, yeah, apparently Nanny Smurf was the one who was going to be the caretaker for all of them because uh, Papa, Papa Smurf uh, couldn't handle it. But it was, it, was, it was terrible It was 101 Smurfs and then they, they, they ruined it for me That's when I stopped well, watching is was when they introduced Nanny Smurf There is a,
2: ma- a massive logical problem Of how do you have 101 Smurfs Without any female Smurfs
1: Well the stork used to bring them That was the thing yeah. The stork. <laughs>
2: oh, okay.
1: Yeah that's, what I that's, that's why they had baby Smurfs yeah. so The stork brought the baby Smurf So the stork brought 100 Smurfs At one point in time To Papa Smurf
2: Okay but where did Papa Smurf come from?
3: Well, that's a he really was good brought time to the start. This is a good quarantine story because how are babies made? Through storks So we could still socially distance, create more smurfs. So that's a storyline we can probably proliferate right now.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: he was a spry. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. So moving on. I like on, that one, huh, Mark? I, I did like that one. We we start where do babies come from during the the coronavirus is
3: social distancing, okay. smurf proliferation.
1: Ah, uh, so moving on to the not as sad news. Thank God. Uh, from the follow up department, uh, in a recent episode of our show, we reported that WWE had started to pre record their shows due to the global pandemic that is happening right now. Uh, turns out that this is no longer the case. As the governor of Florida has deemed WWE to be an essential service, um, the order was I mean, signed. Come on, it's obvious. It's <laughs> essential. The order was signed last Thursday, and, and states that employees at a professional sports and media productions with a national audience can continue only if the location is closed to the general public. Um, WWE says. <clears throat> We believe it is now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times. We are producing content on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance, following appropriate guidelines while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. As a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society, WWE and its superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope, determination, and perseverance. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, WWE is getting presidential. So Vince McMahon's now on the advisory board with Trump.
1: I just that's heard right? that. And
3: yeah, that's not a hoax. I don't believe. I think that's real. And oh, so is uh, Mark yeah. Cuban, supposedly. Mark Cuban's also on the advisory board and also an MD, uh, NBA leader, too.
2: Well, yeah, Linda McMahon is also in the cabinet. Right. For the uh, small business, secretary of small business or something like that. So it's, it's not shocking. Um, It also is not shocking that Florida deems that because how many Florida man articles are there coming out? But (laughs) the the thing, the thing is
1: they could easily record shows ahead of time, which they were doing and still put the shows out there. So there's, there's no reason why they have to be live in my mind. Do you Mm -hmm. guys have any, anything? What, what would be their argument to continue to do live, continue to put people in, in risk as opposed to just recording it all in one shot, you know, do like five, six weeks of shows and, and call it a day.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think I'll be having it where people can stream and, and put comments in like, you know, and, and like vote for, 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 for the winner or make bets. I have no idea what why would they want to do a lot. That makes sense.
1: There, I can't think of any reason at all. Can you guys, uh, Jennifer, uh, Dominic, think of any reason why that should be?
2: I don't see the point of going live unless you're going to have a live audience and you're not going to have a live audience anytime soon. Right. I mean, mean, they also did like, I don't know if they did live or they, but I saw some clip of Stone Cold Steve Austin going out there doing his usual thing and he's going, what? And it's like, but there's no one there.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've Uh, been doing the show with no audience for a while. And then they decided, well, you know, things are going to, are going to hell in a handbasket. So we're going to make um, record shows. They even did that for WrestleMania. They recorded portions ahead of time. Oh, and yeah. you know, all of a sudden they changed their mind and like, you know what? We're just going to start going live again every week. We're going to endanger all these people to come down every week to our place of business because we're essential. As opposed to recording it ahead of time, still right. getting paid money, still getting everything. There's, I mean, there's no difference. Because yeah, there's no audience.
3: Yeah, the only reason I could see to do that is to push the narrative of reopening the nation because that does support that narrative.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess that, that's I mean, possible.
2: All wrestling is is a soap opera storyline with athletic stunts. I'm yes. not trying to minimize what the guys do. It's very, very athletic and, and not easily done, but that's essentially what it is. You're doing live action aesthet- uh, athletic stunts to a storyline. So there's no reason, especially if there's no audience participation happening, there's no reason why you need to go live. You might as well just pre-do everything and record it. And that way you can actually get into more interesting storylines and intrigue.
1: And even a higher production value, I would think. Even a
2: higher production value. You basically just go full, full soap opera into it. But, I mean, then you can take what you're doing and it doesn't always have to be in a ring. You can have these things happening in different locations and, you know, and like you said, go with a higher production value.
1: And That's they did correct. have that
2: an opportunity. Yeah, yeah.
1: And they did that with uh, with um, during WrestleMania. They did two segments that were like higher quality matches. So it is, they yeah. know it can be done and people loved it. Like social yeah. media, they went crazy on how well it was done so they could do it now.
0: I have a question. Are they going to be practicing that social distancing during the
1: wrestling matches?
3: Right.
1: Actually, <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, that? you mentioned that before, right?
3: Right, exactly.
1: What was it? Uh, The Bubble Boy Wrestling. Yeah. Bubble
3: Boy Wrestling. Yeah, we did that the last show. Yeah. I love it. I, I would do it because I'm part of a wrestling federation. They want me to wrestle, but I'm a little bit OCD, so I really don't like people I don't know touching me. So I, if they do bubble boy wrestling, then I'll do it.
1: Wait, so you totally would do that bubble boy wrestling head to tell bubble boy? You would go in there right now?
3: Oh hell yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Do it right now, <laughs> right. Right, now.
2: right now. I think I think this is a perfect opportunity. What was that movie that um Bo Jackman Jack did, did, where he had like the robots fighting? Chappie. No, no, no. The other one. Oh, that's the oh, one. The, I know. The,
0: oh, the one with Wolverine in it, right? Um, what's his name? We. Talk about that one, with real the steel, right? Real,
1: yeah,
2: real steel. Now is a perfect time for, for the WWE to get and perfect the real steel technology. <laughs> that way, you can have the people doing the moves on the outside of the ring, but the robots are actually like performing the oh, wrestling, and therefore social distancing is, is adhered.
1: I would love to see that. That's <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Right. Um, well, do, so, it's it's so speaking of WWE. Mm -hmm. from the the second time is definitely not the charm department the xfl filed for bankruptcy this week which spells doom for the second time the first being in 2001 in the past 20 years xfl says the impossibility of knowing when the pandemic would sufficiently abate and allow the league to restart only exacerbated the problems posed by the debt uh abrupt loss of revenue and continuing operating expenses after considering all available strategic options, the debt and its professional advertisers uh, determined that the best course was to preserve and maximize the value of the debtor's estate through Chapter 11 sale process. For those of you who don't know, the XFL was Vince McMahon of the WWE fame for Fray into professional football. As opposed to going head-to-head with the NFL, Vince decided to compliment them with having football during the quote-unquote off season. Uh, the first year flopped, and it only took 18 years for Vince to try again. Originally, when all sports stopped due to coronavirus, the XFL had initially said that they would pay everybody, all their staff and all their players, until the end of the season. Um, and then they had planned to come back in 2021. But now they're done. So, like, for me, I think there's a sign from somewhere telling Vince McMahon to stay away from football as best as possible. Can you you imagine you go through all this trouble to make the XFL with millions and millions of dollars the
2: first time? It fails miserably, miserably. The games weren't (laughs) bad, though. I remember watching some of the games. The games were pretty good. Uh, And and the one smart thing that they did, which the NFL stole and adopted, they had... um, they had their cameraman the cameraman actually in in like football gear to get right in there for the action and that led the NFL to use that wire system that they use now to get close up on the plays
1: Oh, i didn't yeah. know
2: that yeah it was a it was a like a great innovation like cuz the NFL wasn't going to put people in in gear but they re, they had the money to come up with this new system right Talk about bad timing, though.
1: 20 like, years, almost 20 years later, he's like, I'm going to do it again. And he put, and he put more, more of his own money into it this time <laughs> wow. than he did the first time around because nobody believed that it was going to be successful. And he right. did it. And then this
2: happens. Like, that's the worst luck ever. Seriously. And it's plausible that it might have taken off now if there wasn't <laughs> such a pandemic keeping people right. f- from seeing it. Um, you're a, f- a football fan, uh, Jennifer?
3: If they play naked, I'll watch. But otherwise, it's just a bunch <laughs> of men I don't know in weird uniforms. So no, I don't really watch football. No. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that was
1: that was surprising that a female would say that. But okay, why feel. is that surprising? Well, it's, it's, that she threw me. All right, okay, <laughs> that's it. That's it. She threw. I just, it's like I want to see naked men playing football. All
2: right, yeah,
3: that will watch. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. I and would not want to
2: watch him. that. Ouch. It's not for you, Mark. <laughs> well, definitely for not. for Jen. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: Uh, all right. So keeping on trends, uh, keeping on the wrestling trends, sort of, from the – all right, here we go. Where is it? From the – That's a
3: lot of nuts! Department.
1: Oh a oh replica God. of the 1960s Batman Batmobile has hit the market and it's being sold by none other – then WWE Hall of Famer and comic book fan artist uh, Jerry the King Lawler, uh, previously uh, on display at the Jerry Lawler Museum in Mississippi, the car comes signed by Adam West, Burt Ward, as well as Jerry and a few other celebrities. And yes, the car is street legal, drivable right now. So uh, if you have uh, a couple of a uh, hundred thousand dollars, you can get it for was it hundred and ten thousand dollars if you want to get that. That's a deal, man. That's a deal. <laughs> I'll get it. Yeah. Cal- if we
3: put all our stimulus checks together, maybe that's something we could do.
2: That's possible.
1: I think that um, just just to have it and to drive it would be awesome, but at this time for that amount, just not not happening.
2: Well, I can tell you, Mark, if you weren't be able to afford this, no matter what was going on, so <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> I I could afford the Max. I could barely afford the Max car version of it.
2: You you can't tell me the pandemic has vastly changed your finances from from millions (laughs) to nothing.
1: (laughs) It has definitely not. Maybe like $2 more. There you go.
2: There you go.
1: Personally. Um,
2: I mean, if I had a choice of all the Batmobiles, I would have gotten the one in Batman begins. I would have gotten the Tumblr.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Have you ever seen that live? Like that thing is awesome. Why do you think I'd want to get that (laughs) one?
1: But I mean but like in person it, like sometimes when you see things on TV it looks cool but then you see it in person like eh but that actually looked very cool.
2: It looks person. cool. And I saw like a documentary where they were discussing the design of the car and because it has no front wheel axle, it was able to perform tricks like they couldn't believe. Yes. They just thought it was gonna look cool. Then it turned out that it actually was you know, it, it couldn't like jump over things and like it does in the movies, but in terms of handling it's fantastic, they said. See, that's the future of cars right there. I tell
0: tell you one thing, Dom. Yeah, you definitely won't have a problem finding a parking space with that.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. You just
0: roll over the cars and just leave it there.
2: (laughs) If there is one upshot of this pandemic, it's that parking is so easy right now, as well as the lack of traffic.
0: I have to tell you, though, the lack of traffic, people are driving through the highways like Mad Max, man. I'm telling you.
2: Oh, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. But, hey, you know, cops are busy. They can't pull you over right now.
1: The views of the show's host and not necessarily reply, do not speed uh, show's.
2: Yes. I'm not saying anyone should speed I'm yeah, just, you saying. just said they, the cops aren't going play off the show's
3: saying, show saying that we love the quarantine to keep it going that's what the show is saying right
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. It. mark
0: mark yes. there was there was a, uh, on the news the other day it was um east around east l a there was a car chase and it was the longest extreme, <laughs> long, long, mild car chase ever. I mean, because it was so clear on the lanes, the car was just zooming through everywhere. And i tell you this, it was so mild. The car wasn't even really racing. Other cars were actually passing by just looking at the, the, what's going on. But there was no type of, like, like um, intensity to it all. It was just driving around until the cops actually just gave up on it.
1: Was it another
2: <laughs> OJ chase again? <laughs> yeah, it looked like it. The <laughs> cops were just like, uh, Whatever yeah, they had like, enough. Yeah, we had enough. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. He won. <laughs> all right, so it's like the only high speed car chase where the high speed was like forty miles an hour. It yes, really, yeah, really no rush. It's, yes. it's High-ish. high highish speed. speed yeah, <laughs>
3: High-ish speed <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, So let's see. Uh, for the last uh, last bit of news, although I did have one mention, so I'm going to do the mention first. Um, so during all this Corona stuff, uh, as people do, they tend to watch a lot more stuff on YouTube and TV and what, and, and on your computer screen. So I came along. Um, a live table read of the very first episode of the TV show, The Nanny. And they brought the entire cast to do the table read. And on top of that, they incorporated clips from the actual episode during the table read. It was the most amazing thing I have ever seen. And so you see Fran Drescher and you see people who had bit parts on that one episode, the pilot episode of The Nanny, Back reprising their roles, it was the most amazing uh, nostalgia thing you can get. Uh, is anybody a nanny fan? Yeah,
3: oh, I thought her voice was very you. soothing.
1: You thought her voice was soothing?
3: <laughs> yeah, it actually runs through my mom's voice, so it's I got a lot of that. I'm kind of desensitized. You would think I'd be desensitized, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm
2: traumatized.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you're a nanny fan.
2: I watched the show. It was fun. Kansas Schmianza.
1: So and and yeah so I thought that if you guys want something cool to see just go on to uh, YouTube type in Nanny Pilot Table Read and it is it's great nostalgia and like I said just the fact that they got every single cast member was 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 the cherry on top and did they
2: Yeah. Did you see the episode where she like eats a like a plate of wasabi <laughs> and then and, her nostrils clear out for like yes. 10 seconds and she speaks normally and slowly. Right. Yes. <laughs> That was pretty. That was a good one. (laughs) So last bit of news.
1: Uh, From the what else do we have to reboot, remake, bring back department. Warner Brothers Animation has announced that it is looking to bring back the Animaniacs with the original voice cast. For those of you not paying attention, the series first hit TV screens 27 years ago on the now defunct WB channel. And followed the adventures of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot as they ran around the movie as they ran around the Warner movie lot. Um, actor Rob Polson, who played Pinky in the series, says, it's impossible to quantify what a compliment that is. Moreover, to be able to do it again with Maurice, Tress, and that's a Maurice uh, is um, the brain of Pinky and brain. the Brain, Tress McNeil, uh, Jess Harnell is the other uh, brother. Uh, they play Wacko, Yakko, and Dot are back, and so are Pinky and the Brain. Moreover. Nerf. moreover in this era of celebrities doing a lot of animated characters, I get why producers do it. I totally get it. But I also know that just having a movie star doing a talking chicken doesn't mean that the show is going to be a hit. You have to have a good script, great characters, terrific actors, whether they're celebrities or not. So, yay.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You were a fan? Oh, yeah. I love the Animaniacs. I love the anime. I love Pinky and the Brain. Um, One of my favorite things was And I didn't even had seen the movie. They had good feathers where they did like ripoffs of, of the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. And like anything, like one guy who basically was doing the Henry Hill character is like, he would tell I was Pesto or something, something. And then Pesto would just go into the, I'm funny. What do you mean? I'm funny. But (laughs) for anything, he's like, Pesto, you're an honorable guy. What do you mean? I'm honorable. (laughs) Like constantly. And I didn't get it until I actually finally saw *A Goodfellas later. Man, it was, that was good. That was funny.
1: So as, as for not getting it, um, I uh, used to watch it, and they did a whole production of The um, Miser Animals.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had
1: never seen Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. So the they guys put in was, some
2: like, highbrow stuff, <laughs> like some adult stuff yeah good. into that show it was real good
1: i remember they called him runt val runt and i didn't i thought just thought it was a funny name but then i was like oh i get it now
2: like they had something where like dot and yakko and wacko were detectives and they said yakko tell dot like i need you to dust f- for fingerprints and she's then holding prints the you know the artist the artist formerly known and uh-huh. she's like no no fingerprints and she's like I don't think so, Yakko. Uh,
3: (laughs) Sorry, funny.
0: I used to love to watch it right after Tiny Toons. That was like my power hour right there.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. That was was good. Tiny Toons was good, too. Cartoons were
0: good back then, man.
1: So that's it for the, the news. So we're going to take our break. Hopefully, this works. And we'll be right back with It Came From The Radio.
2: Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocked. And I am WWE Hall of Famer
3: Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items, private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio.
1: Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From Early, the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con, Your host, Mark Torres, speaking for our 30-second live show uh, via social distancing, uh, courtesy of the East Middle Public Library, with our very special guest, kelly gordon who is in charge of uh the mcon anime fest i'm also here with uh dominic different Mans ronald and the life I- of jenner g's jen elise velge
2: i just want to say because you mentioned jerry the king lawler in the news i'm very happy you played the jerry the king lawler drop that
1: was on purpose yay me well done mark
2: <laughs> you have okay. half forgiven yourself for not being able to see you <laughs>
1: So, we are here talking. I, I would have hit the, uh, the applause button, but I, I'm, I'm ready for something else.
2: <laughs> How much do you miss GHR right now, dude?
1: I do. I miss the buttons. I miss the buttons a lot. I miss GHR <laughs> so much. So, um, Kelly. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi. You have uh, been... Um, a guest on the show quite a uh, many times. We've yeah. called you a friend of the show, and you also um, work at the East Middle Public Library. And we've talked about how you decided ten years ago to decide to make a convention. With everything going on, what's going on with the tenth anniversary of the MCon?
0: All right. Well, Mark, I I understand um, just you know, the pandemic that's going on in our community, um, cross country. And things of that nature. Um, What I'm looking to do is I'm basically going to postpone any type of like in-house showing, but what I want to do is I want to still keep the hype alive and also still engage in our community with a more of a positive um, environment still for those who are still in quarantine and trapped inside their homes and whatnot, let's say, and convert MCON to be more of like a virtual set. Meaning is that you know uh, we'll still try to have like our, our, our ongoing programming, um, probably Viva Zoom or or something to do on Fact, or maybe on Facebook Live something like that, and people can enjoy the programs comfortable, comfortable in their own homes. So we actually will be able to like bring the the home entertainment Woo-hoo! to them.
1: So why? I mean, obviously this is the only option available to you to right. go digital, but. what's the logistics behind it? Because this this isn't obviously something that's really easy to do. Why decide to take the the brunt and decide to go digital at all as opposed to just let's just shut it down, let's just take a break and then come back even stronger?
0: Well, you see, that's the thing. Um, Life still has to go on, Mark. I mean, even though we're going through all this, I get it. But I think things like this, you know, um, we need to like move forward. Like as humans, we have to learn to adapt to our surroundings. So by adapting, meaning if we have to go follow the trend and pretty much go set forth into the technology field of it all, we have to follow along and keep it moving so everybody else can still be able to enjoy the fun facts of of information and programs that we provide. Uh, Even with the library uh, where I I work at, we're doing still programming outside of MCON. We're doing um, exercise for seniors. We're doing uh, uh, story time for the children. We're having projects for the teenagers, all Viva Zoom uh, conference, just as we're doing right now. And um, I think it's something that's very important. You know, if people who cannot leave outside or need something to do, they need some kind of activity to be taken care of them while they're home.
1: So Jennifer, um, since uh, I've been there many times and Dominic has been to the MCON many times, this would have been, this was going to be your first time going and you were going to get all dressed up. You were excited about it, but now you can't. So do you have any questions about what MCON is for, uh, for Kelly?
3: No, but I have to commend you guys on still doing videos to entertain. My mom's a librarian for schools and Fasa library and she's still doing videos. So it's really important that there's someone there to read for people and to reach out. Even if it's virtually. So, good job.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And not only just if on the entertainment value, we also provide like information that so they can know what's going on in their community, uh, different websites to go to so they can be provided with information about um, you know, what's going on with the coronavirus and things of that nature, and, and also um, intel about things to do and how to help themselves stay healthy and also mentally all right. In this um, in this trial times for ourselves so I'm thinking like you know with, instead of just saying no, we're not going to do mcon this year I still want to postpone it and and hopefully when all this is all cleared up, we can still obviously do our live shows at in a building in the library, things like that but i feel I still feel that for our demographic target audience um, they still need some kind of positive in, in them in themselves where they can actually have something to look forward to. And I still enjoy the same entertainment that they also forward to every, each, every year that we've been doing for the past 10 years.
3: Definitely. And I'd be happy to contribute, too. I teach health and fitness and I, I do voiceover. I can read stories, whatever. I mean, I'm kind of busy, but I'm, I'm very happy to help.
0: I appreciate that. We definitely could talk afterwards.
3: Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> Dominic. Mm-hmm. since, as I've mentioned, you have been there, why yeah. don't you give uh, the audience, and if you also have a question for Kelly, you may ask that as well, but give them the idea from your perspective of what MCON was.
2: Well, I've done a lot of what you could call quote-unquote library shows for Pronto Comics, and MCON is easily the single best library convention I've ever been to. It's very well run. It takes up the entire library and then goes outside under a great tent. You have some really good local talent there. Uh, You can get some really cool art there. There's a great cosplay contest. I personally have always enjoyed the samurai that shows up and does demos. I always thought that was really cool. So it's a really well-run, tight, organized um, con for a library. It's really well done. My big question is, like, how do you plan on trying to take that and translate it to, like, Zoom. Uh, That that sounds like a massive undertaking to me.
0: Well, yeah, I appreciate the compliments from you guys, and thank you for that. And um, I I have to say also, just to uh, say from what you had commented, you know, um, I I may be the coordinator of MCON, but it is a team effort. I have to thank everybody who, who pushed me and helped me out to make it exceed to these levels. You know, everybody in our office and from the library to the to the workers, to the staff, to the administration, you know, they uh, believe in me to move forward with this project. And I'm so happy that how successful it has been. And uh, our biggest intake was actually over 4,800 uh, patrons over a weekend. Yeah, huh? um, you know, so yeah. That's, so that's it's,
2: amazing.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm very fortunate for having everybody to have my back on this and to move forward on to this. And I understand what you're saying, Dominic. It is kind of a massive intake to try and control of um, especially such a short period of time. Now, we, this is what I'm looking to do. I I still want to keep the same date within May 16th and the 17th,
2: uh-huh.
0: all right? I still wanted to keep that same date since everybody had it it's in mind, that's when the original MCON date was going to be at. And um, such as we're doing now, we're talking together on the Zoom program and on this video chat, I'm, I'm looking to deliver something where, you know, we'll have like a scheduled format of, zoom conferences down the line between mm-hmm. that week that those two days of the weekend and people could come and enter interact and um, be able to enjoy like you know some nice workshops um some q a's uh some lectures about cosplaying um so I think it, yes
2: go ahead l- lending more to like the panel aspect of a con
0: right most definitely okay and i'm also looking to maybe hope, uh, hopefully offering like a, a digital artist alley Where are you know? Because I still want to take care of me being an artist um, outside of my nine to five job. You know, I do the conventions and whatnot, and and I know a lot of people in my field in my circle that I feel like you know they could really need the money right now to be able to allow to come in and be able to promote themselves and hopefully get like some clientele for themselves and some and some uh, pocket money to help pay those bills since everybody's going to be like the economy's going down a little bit during this pandemic. So it's not only just that, I find the library is the central station of of the community where we actually have to like try to provide and help produce these things for our community as you talk about what our local talents uh, involve into this program as well. So any artist that's listening to this, I'm hoping that they could get in contact with me, reach out to me, they can even message the MCON Facebook page. And that's E-M-C-O-N, Anime Fest. And if they are interested in participating in that and be able to, like, want to be promoted and, and sell their artwork, they can. I owe definitely down for that. And also the talent that we had uprising for, we had scheduled for our next convention. I also them to partake in this as well. And uh, Michelle Knotsaw, who was also, also a voice actress uh, for Pokemon from Jesse. Uh, Team Rocket. Uh, she was very nice enough to even offer her services to us to um, do a nice Q&A for our patrons who are stuck at home and talk about all Pokemon lore if they want to. So um, I'm really grateful for her for volunteering herself for that. I'm looking to have, like, some artists do some workshop with the with the teens and kids, you know, teach them how to do some drawings. I um, want to talk to some cosplayers, maybe Rizuki. um uh, talking to Rizuki cosplay. Maybe she wants to do, like, a... a like a cosplay workshop and talk to those who are stuck at home making their costumes. Now when conventions do back, open up, you know, things like that. So I, I really looking at this as a, a positive thing and I'm hoping that others will see it as well.
2: Mm.
0: And take advantage of it, please. You know,
1: speaking of, plan. speaking of taking advantage, I have to say, um, this, the convention has grown. Uh, I've seen it grown cause I, I missed the first year I've seen a correspondent who wasn't able to be with us today, but he's okay. Um, was there the first year and it's grown exponentially every year and just people have started taking ideas from what you have done to try and make their own library cons. <laughs> um, do you find that you were a, would be co- consider yourself a pioneer? Cause now this is going to be, this isn't been the first online convention, but this is probably going to be one of the biggest uh, undertakings as conventions go. Do you see yourself as a pioneer now?
0: Um. I like to see myself as somebody who uh, opened the doors for, uh, for new things, for things to come. You know, I mean, if, if I, I really, to be honest with you, I really don't care if, if other people you know, uh, do the same format. I think it's a good thing for us because, as again, like I said, for me being an artist, you know, that that's, that involves me for more ven- um, ven- venues to go to. <laughs> and, um, and, and hoping up for things for other artists to be able to explore as well. And, and I find it flattering, you know. I won't want. I don't want to take full credit, but I will say that I'm thankful for what is given to me and to proceed with uh, this MCon for ten strong years.
3: Very well said. I hope we all mm. win. <laughs> yeah. Other people can do well. It shouldn't take anything away from you. Right. Yeah. Great.
2: So it's uh, so- rising tides lift all boats. Yeah. Mm. Uh, social media time. So,
1: Kelly, where can people find out all about uh, the MCON, uh, about you, hiring you, all that stuff? Do it now.
0: All right. Well, if you want, if you please, just go to uh, MCON Anime Fest on Facebook. You could just go on E-M-S-E as in East, M S as in Metal, Con, T-O-N, Anime Fest. You can look us up on Facebook. Also, you can go to our, our website. You can contact us, contact us through the website at eastmetal.info. And um, you know, you could um, just check out the page. If you like what you see, I really hope you guys join us. And that's, that's all I can pretty much say
2: about that.
1: All right. So Dominic, you have a question for uh, Kelly?
2: No, I just wish him a lot of luck in creating like a virtual con and and really trying to get sort of a virtual Artists Alley. I hope it's successful. I hope people have money that they can actually spend on art.
0: Yes, that's I hear Yeah, that is a big thing. And um, And, you know... I, I, I'm not the only one that's doing a virtual con. I'm sure you guys all noticed, and uh, And everybody's moving toward these steps. I mean, there was just a virtual con, I think, a week ago on Facebook. Okay. And uh, and they, they've been having artists for the entire weekend just talking about their, their artwork and basically, um, you know, spreading knowledge about how to do certain things for upcoming artists who want to be in the same field. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And we also got... Big large conventions like I I I think rumored that New York Comic Con is gonna be doing the same thing, uh, in October they're gonna be setting forth into maybe doing a, a digital virtual convention. So I mean everybody's preparing for this, and I just think that us being a library, being such a, 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 a literature community, uh, you know, offering uh, force of culture, we should also go with the trend as well and move forward and try to still reach uh, touch our community in these kind of, uh, of ways, you know, with these methods, I should say, you know, so um, I, I think, you know, shouldn't it be stopping us now, we should just keep going. And, and you, um,
2: yeah. you bring up New York Comic-Con and it's already on my mind, like, will there be one this year? And on top of that, do you really want to have it at the Javits now?
3: Right, good question. Like,
2: I really, I don't care like how much they scrub the jab. It's are people going to really feel comfortable going into. And I'm, I'm so glad they turned it into this makeshift hospital. But do you really want to go into this place that's been treating coronavirus for a month?
0: You see, for that's the thing. It, it's going to be um, even if, if Trump opens the gates and let the um the country open, it, it's going to take a while for us to heal from all of this. And I think, I, and I hate to say it, I think this is going to be the new norm for a long while. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, again, everybody's going to be doing this. Um, everything is going to be coming toward where it's going to be like just virtual or um, video chats and conferencing, things of that nature, until um, we actually get over this. And uh, I find, you know, doing this is a, makes a great beta test. So yeah. when, if it does come down to it and we have to keep continuing for another year or so, we could be on top of it and, and be on top of our game and still offer the same quality service that we've been doing for the past few years.
2: God bless you. Thank you,
0: so
1: Jennifer. God you bless have a, us all. Jennifer, you have a final question for uh, Kelly.
3: Uh, I just think that he's doing a great job and very well said. <laughs> I don't really have any questions. I think you covered it.
1: All right. Yeah. So I think um, the most important thing that I always like to mention, Kelly. Yes. What's the best thing about MCon? It's free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just, uh, just, as you, just as you told me, Mark, I get that from you, man. I know I always forget to say that. It's free. It's free. It's free. And, and we've been doing this for, like I said, for the past 10 years. Yeah, um, it's, of course, it's the library. It's, it's, all, it's all nonprofit. And, you know, um, like I said, we got like over eight hundred patrons at the highest peak coming to the library, which Don, Dominic had to mention that we had to rent a tent. Um, mm. Just to uh, if, you know, have the occupancy at the library for it, and, and not still, a small
2: tent, like a big tent.
0: Yes, yes. Um, we and we and I have to thank also the staff for like uh, enduring the craziness that goes on during the weekend. Uh, we still working functioning library as all this intake, and we had a big stage in the lobby uh, where they were doing all like same as you mentioned with the sunrise, the cosplay contest, things of like that. And um, you know, so it's it's been crazy, whatnot. Uh, We did it last year through the renovation, and we were doing everything at the Somalia New York Mall, which was previously the Source Mall. Mark, you were there, and uh, and it was it was good space. I mean, the Somalia Mall, Yeah, Somalia Mall, right? It was a good it was a good uh, good um, venue space there, and a lot of people commend me on the space. They love how it was looked, and you know, um, it's a shame that we won't be able to do it this year, Um, but. I think that going forward with this, we have to do what we got to do as humans and, and just learn to adapt and be able to um, offer this convention to people who, who are still looking forward to it. But, um, but again, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, people will be happily to be involved into this program, and I think it's going to be great. I, uh, it's, again, I'm not expecting a big uh, attendance with this, but I'm hoping people will be able to take advantage of it.
1: And the best thing is that even because it is online, even if people don't uh, participate that day, they can see it later, right?
0: Uh, we're looking for looking looking in it. I'm not sure how, um, I mean, we could record it, yes, but again, I have to see uh, on further details how that, that's going to work out. I, it's got to take me some time to figure things out to the fullest. Everything is not set in stone just yet, but I really am hoping that, um, you know, if you that we could still have something we could, people could come, at least come back to. But I'm really hoping people could at least come in on that day to check it out and take advantage of it. I mean, who you would, why you would not want to see the things live and be able to Q&A yourself with, with questions um, and learn along with everybody else and be able to have the instructor or voice actor to answer your questions. You know, I mean, it's something that, you know, like if you go to New York Comic Con, you want to go see that, that actor or that face voice actor that you love for years to, to to see and touch and be able to well let's not say touch, but, <laughs> yeah,
1: but you No know more I, touching.
0: You know, yeah, you know, you know what I mean though. You know what I mean? I you know, it's it's nice to have something archived and you can check but I, it's not the same if somebody was actually be able to come in and ask the question and then and then flattery be able to get their answer their question answered, you know, by the person they want to come and check out. But, um, yeah, it's like I said, if, if you're home, you're not doing anything, it's on May 16th and then May 17th, a Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm looking at like a bracket between 11 to 5. And every hour on the hour, have like a certain program uh, happening. Uh, I would like to have like um, artists be able to uh, put their information on the Facebook page or the event page, wherever it's given to promote themselves. I wouldn't mind like a, an hour segment of a variation of artists, um, hopefully hosted by you, Mark. You talk to them and they'll be able to um, get offer like their social media so people can follow them and gain more clientele. Hopefully get some, um, some, uh, some jobs out of that. It'll, I think it's, it's something that people really take advantage of. I mean, not wait till later, do it now. If we have the time, we're all stuck at home. You might as well take advantage of the time that we're home and be able to enjoy this great event.
1: All right. So forget seeing it later. Go do it now. Live, right. live. It's a live thing. Be live. Right. That's yeah, correct. Well,
3: well said in one, not to be a Pollyanna, but one silver lining of this is that you can open it up to non-locals. So instead of just the Long Islanders going, I mean, could could we have guests from California and Florida and, and other... Other countries, can we do that?
0: We're looking into it, um, but you know that's also a, a could be a given for like a future event as well. If this thing f- is successful, we you never know. We could do yeah. little mini conventions throughout the yeah. year, and then have people from like Japan with a with a uh, with an interpreter to be right. able to so talk to the you them, can you know. get
3: out of this little tragedy, which it is is kind of travi- tragic, is that you can expand to other nations, other continents. That could yes. be pretty
0: cool. Yes, and uh, the funny thing is even. Um, uh, when we had the um the, the MCON through at the library, we didn't just get local people coming in. I, and I'm not talking about just the guests, I'm talking about like, like patrons. We mm-hmm. had people coming from like from like, like New Jersey, from the from Manhattan. We had people from upstate coming in from Exotic. young. Exotic you know what New mean? Jersey. You know what I mean? They they know I, yeah, it was it was insane. I I don't know how word got around, but hey, if we could transcend this into their homes on their computer. Yes, like you you said, this could be internationally known. Yeah.
1: So now, Kelly, you're going to be a pioneer again (laughs) for the digital conventions of the future.
0: I'm always trying to get to the next level, Mark. That's how I go, and that's how I like to stay.
3: I got faith in you.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you,
1: Jen. So we're almost out of time, so we got to do a final thought. So uh, Dominic or Jennifer, who wants to go first? Ladies first.
3: Oh. Was it one of my final thoughts? Is that where we're going here?
1: Yes, we're at final thought time. So what is your final thought uh, there, Jennifer? Final
3: thoughts are always take care of yourself and each other, take care of your health as always. And, you know, during this time, a lot of people are feeling helpless and they're feeling like victims, which is a terrible mentality we should never have. And I don't blame people for feeling like victims, but there's always something that we can do. So one thing that I've done that everyone can do, the health counseling, not everyone can do that but I picked up garbage last week. I met with a friend and we picked up garbage in a parking lot because people are littering. So there is something that everyone can do. And if you can't leave the house, you could at least call someone, even if you're not that good friends with them, there are people that are getting very depressed. So there's something we can do. And I would just, just advise and beg everyone, just do something. Cause there's something we can do. We're not a hundred percent helpless.
1: Do something like go to the MCON and participate in the MCON.
3: There you go.
2: Uh, Dominic, final thought. I want out of my house. I want to, I want to go back to normal. <laughs> Climbing the walls here, man. You can't take uh, it anymore. I'm Ke- with you, brother. I'm with
0: you. Kelly, final thought? Um, I, my final thought is that I'd like to thank everybody. You, Mark, Dom, Jen, everybody, the staff, my um, office at Public Relations at, uh, at East Mill Public Library. Uh, again, this would not have been possible with MCon Anime Fest without them. I wish everybody health and safety going on through these trial times. I hope these people get better in the near future, hopefully in the near future, and we go all move forward and just have our normal life for them. if you call it more.
1: <laughs> the new normal. Um, so my final thought is this. So like I said, I've known Kelly for quite some time, and we've been part of the MCON for also quite some time. Um, it's really cool seeing it grow. And the best thing I like about the MCON in the library is that You know, going to so many conventions, it's a a new experience because, as Kelly said, it's a working library. So you have people coming in there to get a book, and then there's a convention going on at the same time, which is something you just can't get anywhere else. So hopefully this online experience will be uh, another um, step ahead, and then maybe he'll be able to incorporate the digital and the live action to make it even the biggest convention worldwide. So best uh, luck and much continued success, uh, Kelly. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. So that about does it for this week on the Came from the Radio. Does it really <laughs> join us right here any week on this radio show. If you miss any part of the show, tough. Go to ww.acamefunradio.coming week or so. Uh, this will be on our YouTube page. So check us out on our YouTube page or check us out on our Facebook page. I do wanna say um, I wanna do a special shout out to um, the East Metal Library, East Metal Public Library for letting us have our thirty second live show. In this situation, in front of a live studio, and so I want to thank all the people who have participated and who are watching this in the future. So uh, that about does it. So we will see you uh, next time. Have a good one. Be <laughs> on the next level.
0: You've been listening to "It Came from the Radio" with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast. <laughs>